I'm Raina. And I'm Megan. Welcome to the Shh Don't Talk About It podcast, where we talk about all the things we need to say out loud, but think that we can't. We're going to talk about all the things. We're going to shed light on them. We're going to embrace them. And we're going to fucking love them. So join us on this journey as we get rid of shame and start talking about it. Welcome to episode seven. First comes love, then comes, hmm, I don't know. Well, what do we do first? Well, before we get into it, we always gotta crack those claws, baby. Cheers, girl. Cheers, everybody. All right, so the title for this episode isn't super obvious. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about kids and marriage. Both of them after the age of 35. After the age so. of 35. And kind of both of them. Or just in general. Not being. Think, we're really not talking about kids or marriage. We're talking about not being married and not having kids. That's true. The absent of. The absence of. <laughs> the absence of. <laughs> yes. Because neither one of us is married. Neither one of us has children. Right. And we are both. Well past the age that you are, quote unquote, supposed to do those things. Yes, absolutely we are. And so we just thought it would be important for us to give our take of that. Um, This has nothing to do with the ones that do have kids or are married and all of that. We are definitely happy for you. If you're happy, we're happy. But this is our story and why... Uh, we have chosen not to get married or chosen not to have children. Um, mm-hmm. And we thought it would just be important to share because I know there's a lot of people out there that may uh, feel the pressure um, mm-hmm. or the stigma or the shame about not having either one of those or at what age you're supposed to have that or if it's too you're too young, too old, too whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to talk about it today. Yeah, because there's just like a lot of pressure that and that comes with not being married and not having kids especially after a certain age and a lot of stigma that comes with it mm-hmm. so i am sure that there's a lot of pressure and stigma that comes with having kids cuz guess what if you're a woman you're fucked in any in any and every direction mm-hmm. um but you know for both of us we've just really had to find a way to navigate the world unmarried and childless. And I will say for me, especially as I like got further and further into my thirties, um, it's something that I certainly have felt heavy judgment about at times. And certainly a lot, just get a lot of like raised eyebrows because of totally. And I used to feel really like, "Mm, is something wrong with me or like ashamed of it. Now I kind of just don't care. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good stance to, I'm still trying to figure that out (laughs) um if i care i mean if i care about what i care about (laughs) right if that makes sense like i don't care what people think as far as me having kids or not but it's like do i how do i feel about that trying to figure out what you want yes yeah oh me too in some ways not with kids i'm sure i don't want them but yeah no i'm yeah i think that it's different like working to figure out what you want for your own life versus Doing that through the gaze and judgment of other people. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because we get, I at least I get asked a lot, um, especially because I've been with my partner for 16 years. And so they're always asking, when are you guys going to get married? When are you going to get married? I'm like, oh my God, it's been 16 years, y'all. 
So how do you, yeah, I, I mean, I was going to ask you because you and your partner have been together for 16 going on 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very strong and loving partnership. Like I feel lucky that I get to be adjacent to it Aww. and be friends with both of you and yeah. just like see the way that your relationship has grown and developed, even in just the six years that I've known you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so much, but you know, you're, you're not married. And so how do you deal with people's prying questions about that? Uh, I mean, I usually hit everything with humor, so, (laughs) or hide everything with humor. So, you know, when they ask, um, why you guys married yet? And I always come back and I'm like, cause it's too soon. Like 16 years old, it's too fucking soon. I just, you know, I just love it. I, I love that response because it's like the perfect way to tell someone to fuck off like yeah. it's the perfect way to throw that shade right back oh my gosh they get faces. they get so confused <laughs> i know they're like what? they wait yeah. what huh yeah. like they get so confused like but uh and like yeah exactly but i honestly still i honestly still feel it's too soon to yeah. be honest like i feel like we change every fucking day and we evolve all the fucking time and so time is not is not 16 years is 16 years, but what does that even fucking mean? I I am here right here in this moment. So if I don't feel it, like I, I just feel like when you're not ready, you're not ready. You know, if you don't want it, you don't want it. Um, whether time changes that or not, but anyway, I think, you know, Sergio, uh, we've definitely had talks about getting married. Um, you know, in the very beginning of our relationship, you know, if he would have asked me back then, probably, I mean, I was 24 years old and mm-hmm. he's like, I literally remember it was probably like our third date that he said, if I had more money, I would ask you to marry me on your third date. Yes, we were like, we oh, were really, oh my gosh, that is some early 20s shit. Yeah. I kind of fucking and I that, wanted though. to be swept away. <laughs> I mean, and I did, like, I moved away with him when I was, like, 25, like, a year yeah. after we met. I we, I moved away to California with him. And, it, I mean, we were really close. Like, we hit it off. We were, like, fucking, I don't he was everything, you mm-hmm. know? And it was very exciting. And I was, definitely would have married him back then, you know? Um, now I'm 40. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and shit has changed, okay? But it's interesting because... What I mean, you're not saying now I'm 40 and I'm like bored or I don't love him or anything. Like if any, if anything from what I've observed from the outside, again, I've only known you six years, so I wasn't there for the first decade of the. <laughs> That's so love crazy, right? Story, but um, I've only watched you guys grow closer and more affectionate and more intimate, like yeah. over the years, regardless of your legal status. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely came in at a good part of our love story (laughs) where it was like I was like trying to figure shit out because Sergio still at some point, you know, lost touch with the whole marriage thing. But he he always wanted to get married, but I just didn't I wasn't ready and I didn't something I've actually never really wanted to do. I was never one of those little girls that was like dreaming of my fucking (laughs) wedding day, planning the wedding dress, drawing my wedding dress in my journal. No, I've never. That was not like a plant something you were planning for your life no never it was weird it's it's not weird but um it was just one of those things I never wanted that traditional lifestyle like even when I was a kid I remember like you know being upset with you know and crying to my mom because I just saw like my whole future like planned in front of me like oh so I'm just supposed to get like go to college and get married and have kids and then then what that's it that's it you know like it was just scared the shit out of me I'm like this is there's got to be more to this than that. Right. You didn't want to like 
live a story that was already told. Right. And, I, and like, just see my whole life already in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fucking boring. Um, and I didn't. I mean, I lived my own. I did definitely my own path. I had my own time on everything. Um, so I'm sure that has a lot to do with what's going on. But how about with you with marriage and when how do you feel about that or what, how, like when you're a kid? How do I feel about marriage? It wasn't something I thought about very much as a kid. Um, and neither was having children. In fact, I remember like about a year ago being out for drinks with a friend of mine. Um, and we realized that when we were young girls, we both played office, not mm. house. <laughs> and, I was, and like, she's very similar That's to me, nice. like yeah. very driven. Um, she's in a relationship now, um, but that's not like what defines her and just like very driven, very successful person. And so I, as a kid played office, not house. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, ugh, when you just said like, what about you? What about marriage? Like I got like, I, I got a weird feeling in my body because it's something that for a long time I really did want mm-hmm. and um, got and came very close to mm-hmm. like with my um, last serious relationship. It was something that was talked about. There were like commitments made, a ring was purchased, um, but then we broke up. Mm. Shocking to me, like felt like out of nowhere to me. It was one of those yeah. breakups where like, it just feels like the person is dropping a bomb on you and like nothing makes sense about right. it. Right. And that was close um, to when you guys were deciding, right? We're talking about marriage. Yeah. Right? We had been talking about it for maybe six months. We had been talking about it for longer than that, but like seriously talking about it. Yeah. And it was like, there's a, pl- I have a plan, um, which was this trip that we were supposed to have taken to, Italy like there was a plan a ring was purchased like it felt very certain and I think what I liked about that was the feeling of like certainty like some like safety and certainty like Mm -hmm. those are two things that are have been historically like really big and really important to me Mm -hmm. and so you know to get so close and to think that you have that and then have it sort of just like explode in your face. Yeah. Like in my case, like literally explode in my face. Well, not literally, I guess the box didn't blow up, but like (laughs) the day after this person started moving their things out of our house after we broke up, no, the day that they started, that he started moving his things out of our house when we broke up, I came home from school and there was a box on the front porch from a jeweler in Seattle who I really loved mm-hmm. addressed to him. And I pick it up like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Oh God. Like, because at this point, my brain is just spinning because like nothing about this breakup made sense to me. Yeah. But then I walk inside of the home that had been ours and like he had come over and taken all of his clothes So, like, all of his shoes were gone, half the closet was empty, all his dresser drawers were empty, like, the house just felt, like, like, empty. Yeah. Um, But then I'm holding this, this box that, and I know what's in it. Yeah. Um, 
And that it was just such a mind fuck. Oh my God, I bet. Yeah, such a mind fuck. And I still, okay, this does kind of chat my ass a little bit. I have no idea what the ring looked like. I never opened the box. Mm-hmm. I just gave it back to him. Wait, did you open the envelope at all? No, it oh, was like didn't. a little like. You could uh, tell there was, yeah. a bo- it was a box. It was like a priority mail, yeah. which is also like what always, like that the timeline's always fucked with me. Cause I'm like, this is priority mail. I know how long it takes this jeweler to like. You ordered this like a month ago. Mm. The fuck? Anyway, like, yeah. we don't have to get into all of that. But yeah, um, yeah, I have no idea what it looks like. Um, I just gave it back. And then we kind of just never spoke of it mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. But and what, how did he, what did he do when you gave it back to him? Well, it was weird because we'd been broken up for like a couple weeks at that point, but we were still going to couples therapy. Yeah. Y'all. Well, try to never trying. be as delusional oh. as my husband. <laughs> like, here, here I am being all supportive. Like, no. you were trying. I, mean, I was. One person was trying. Yeah. But it was whatever. Just Gave we were another, still. Try to do it, give it a shot. but And work. I didn't. And I didn't know. I, I wouldn't have been continuing to go to couples therapy if I'd known the actual reason that the breakup happened. Right. But at oh, that yes. Point, totally. I was. And it was an affair. But at that point, I was being lied to. And like, I didn't have that information. I thought right. he I thought he was just panicking. Yeah, because of the whole the marriage. marriage. Yes, I'm proposing to you. Totally. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, no. So I just got there. We were in the waiting room. I was like, hey, some mail came for you. I handed it to him. He looked at me. We stared at each other because we both obviously (laughs) knew what it was. And then he put in his backpack and we went into our fucking couples therapy session. We weren't even together anymore. So I don't know. I'm laughing because it's kind of tragic. But um, I think after you've been close and then like had the fantasy of what mar uh, like marriage is yeah. crumble in front of you before yeah. you ever even like actually get married. Yeah. Um it makes it scary. Totally. Of. But I- and it's not like I'm like I think what I more question now is like why did I want to be married so badly? Mm-hmm. And was it truly out of like this belief in the institution of marriage or was it out of like a desperate need to feel safety and security mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. and if you know if it's the latter like you what I know now is like it is possible to be in a relationship that feels safe and mm-hmm. secure mm-hmm. um without like lusting after this idea of like a legal commitment right so I don't know I'm sort of more interested in just like have, all right, do you have my back? Are you committed to me? Is this authentic? Are we honestly communicating with mm-hmm, each other? Mm-hmm. And can we just see where it goes? Yeah. Like for once in my life, can I just like see where something goes without planning out like 15 years into the future? Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. That's where I'm kind of at. I think the other thing with marriage for me was... I hate the idea of anybody ever feeling sorry for me. And I used to get this sense. I don't really get it anymore. And I actually wonder if it's because I'm just like so much more secure in myself mm-hmm. now. And like so mm-hmm. much more just like with myself, mm-hmm. um, no matter what else is going on in my life. But in my 20s, um, I in my 20s, I remember feeling like all of my friends who were getting married would like look at me um, and my then boyfriend who I was with for seven years, like quite a bit of time Mm -hmm. with this sense of like pity, like, Oh, like 
he doesn't love you or like, oh, like you're settling for the guy who's just with you. You know, like I do feel like there's sort of for unmarried women from some people. I don't really think I have anybody in my life who thinks this way now. Yeah. But for unmarried women, I do think there's this thing of like, oh, yeah, like. Well, no one wants to pick you forever, so what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's obviously something wrong with you, the woman. Uh Uh-huh. Or just that idea of like, oh, like you're settling for someone who doesn't want to. Right. Or something's wrong with you and no one wants to pick you. And I think that's like very distorted. It makes me sad for the people that think that way. But I did used to feel some of that pressure. Like, Well, totally. It's definitely... um, Again, part of history, you know, like, let's go back to Bridgerton, you know? I, know, I was going to say, like, how can, we, how can we do a Bridgerton plug with I this mean, one? I finished the season, y'all, but I'm just saying, like, on Bridgerton, like, it's all about um, the queen has to pick the next, you know, woman that's ready to get married or, you know, to, like, the Duke or whatever, you know what I mean? She, and then every, all these women have to present themselves in a certain way or, you know, the prettier, the prettier they are, or the way they present themselves, like, Everything is judged, and if you don't get picked, then they have, then something's wrong with you. Like yeah. it's just like so fucked up. Because when I think about the relationships that I admire, you and your and Serge, my sister and her wife, your sister and her husband, my friend Alexis and her and her husband, like it's just people that have like are having a lot of fun together over a long period of time. It really is, and I don't give a shit about what like legal documents have or haven't been yeah. signed like that looks cool. Yeah, I mean that's always been really important to me is not yeah. having I've always told Sergio I was like I don't want the law involved in our relationship, you know. I don't know why it has to be involved if if you want to leave, if I want to leave, I think we should be able to just fucking leave. Um or if we want to stay or whatever, I don't want it to be bound together by law, mm-hmm. you know. Um and I don't want it to be the reason why he's with me or vice versa. Right. You know? And um, so so I do also see, yeah, we're best friends. We've, we've lived a life side by side. We both grew individually, did our own thing for the longest time. Um, and it wasn't until the last few years that we're actually, like, working on our relationship together. Mm-hmm. We literally just got a combined card, like... <laughs> We were fucking splitting everything for 16 years, y'all. I think 16 years. Was that like four weeks ago or something? You were like, Sergio and I got got a combined credit card. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, it's in a lifesaver. It was too soon. It was too soon. But it's always like, you owe me $7. You, I paid for that. You owe me $2. Oh my God. So, oh my gosh. Okay, so that was just (laughs) finally, yes. um, Such like a relief. But I want to speak to what you were mentioning earlier about, um, you know, the, the, the fear maybe behind uh, being so close to getting married and that just being taken away from yeah. you um, and just kind of the joy just kind of ripped right underneath you um, and how that might have affected your thought about marriage, yeah. um, things like that, because I think that speaks to a lot of things, not just um, not just marriage. I think if anything that you know, you had, um, that you were excited or joyous about or looking forward to just got fucking ripped from your fucking fingertips out of the blue. Of course, it's going to cause some sort of trauma in your heart and your soul. Um, and you're going to be scared that anytime you reach that joy that it's going to be taken from you. And so that's what I've been working with as far as, is that the reason why I don't want to get married? Really? 
you know, because I didn't grow up in a safe home or a safe environment. And that wasn't st- a stable environment. So I don't trust those things. Um, Interesting. Like the idea of something safe and stable and happy is almost like ter- scary as terrifying. fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get that now Yeah, because of what I described, but um, you're right. Like I think some of your experiences as a kid would make stability feel completely terrifying. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I, that's what I've been working with as far as why, what is a, what is the reason why I don't want to get married or commit myself to somebody? Um, yeah, because honestly, it's scary as fuck, you know, and I, I it's, <laughs> I know it's cliche to probably say that, you know, but mm-hmm. um, like I said, it wasn't like anytime something, anytime I was happy, it was taken away from me and it was horrible and it happened over and over and over and over again. And so I don't trust happiness. I didn't trust joy. Like usually if I get close to it, I start like either sabotaging myself or sabotaging the situation because I'm just, I don't believe it. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. definitely working on it now and I'm allowing myself to feel joy and happiness without feeling I'm going to die the next day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because you're getting so much better. (laughs) You really are. Thank you. I know there's like, it's like that. It's like a happiness hangover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even we both feel that sometimes, like even after we'll go on like a fun trip with like friends or like trips aren't really happening in COVID, like a little yeah. like camping trip or whatever. And we all have a great time. And then the next day it's like, does everybody hate yeah. me? You I can feel tell, so shameful. You, you can tell me the truth. Does everybody yeah. hate me? Just tell me. Yeah. Um, and I can only imagine that being magnified in a romantic context. Because yeah. There's so much at stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's been a lot of work. It's something I'm definitely still working on um, because who wants to live a life without joy um, because you're scared of it, because if you're scared it's going to be if that happens. Like, that's literally what goes on my head. Like, something bad is going to happen if I, if something good happens, then something yeah. bad is going to happen. That's all, something good happens. Then something yeah. bad is going to happen. That's all, that's just how the world works. You know, like, you can't just have it all good. <laughs> but it's like, why not? Why yes, not? you can. Life is supposed to be good. Life is supposed to be joyous. You're supposed to be, like, it's not, stop it, Raina. <laughs> right. Get and out of the cycle. Exactly. I, I think that's really, like, cool and brave of you to talk about here. And that's the thing. Life is supposed to be good, and life is also supposed to be hard and bad. Mm-hmm. And the it's just a, kind of about how you write it and who you're writing it with. Yeah. So whether you, insert ever get married, um, who gives a shit if anybody thinks you're supposed to, it, you have somebody that you are, like, writing the highs and lows with, and yeah. I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's not about, like the party that you had to like sanctify that. Right. Yeah. No, definitely not. And you know, it's marriage to me means so much more than that. Yeah. Then, um, it's, it's funny. I mean, my mom has been divorced a couple times, you know, and I've seen her go through it and I've seen her reasoning for picking marriage, um, as the most important thing in her life. And I'm just like, fuck no. Um, but to me, it means so much more than a piece of paper. It means more yeah. to me than like just, I don't know. It's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think I just put a lot of into it, like a lot of thought into it. Yeah. And maybe I've definitely stayed away from it. I, I don't say absolutely no to it. 
I don't, maybe, maybe in the future, yeah. you know, I hate the idea that, you know, if something happened to Sergio or vice versa, that we can't like legally. The legal side of it is a big deal. It fucking pisses me yeah. off, but I would just say I'm his wife, obviously, or vice versa. But that's the only thing that would really get to me. What if I started a letter writing campaign to White Claw mm. and asked them to sponsor your wedding? <laughs> And they said yes. I mean, <laughs> that might help. Just kidding. I'm not trying to pressure you into. I don't. I honestly like. I think if you two want to be legally married, you should be. And if you don't want to, then who gives a shit? No, I'm honestly but, leaning more towards because he really wants it. Yeah, he really wants it. And I've always been like, no, I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. But you know what? I now I'm learning. Like. <laughs> It's okay to give people what they want to. That doesn't take anything from you. You aren't going to lose I'm, anything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I could do this for him if he, this is really important to him. Yeah. Um, And like get over my fucking fears of like giving my, and I'm not giving myself to anybody, but that was like a thought I had in my head. Like I'm giving myself, I'm putting all my, you know, heart and soul into person, like really depending on somebody, but that's not the truth. That's not how marriage works. Like, and I know this because we've been together for so long and we, um, we're not codependent in that way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I would never just like totally account on him to take care of me. Like we take care of each other. Sure. But it's like, it's different, you know? You know what I think is cool about just like what you're sharing about the ins and outs of your relationship is it just shows that relationships can look all different kinds of ways, be committed, be going through all the complexities and nuances of life. And you can be married or not married. You're still gonna, if you're in a long-term partnership, like walk that path. Yeah. And so I th- I just think that's Thank cool. Thank you. I mean, we still are definitely committed it's to each other. All end all. And it's funny because I'm like telling my sister, I'm just scared of commitment. And she's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you fucking lie. She's like, okay, you've been with your partner for yeah. 16 years. You've been at your job for five years. You're not. You fucking bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that just goes to show, like, it's just the pre- it's just the societal pressure that is put on us. As- yeah. Especially as women, maybe men get the same. Um, I I can only speak to my experience, yeah. but it just goes to like the fact that you even have to like think about it or perseverate on it just goes to show the pressure when like you're in I'm in a relationship. I'm in it. I'm in it. And I think another thing that kind of fucks with my head is because the whole premise of marriage when it first started was literally a a man owning a woman. You know what I mean? It's just an exchange of property. Yes. And that shit fuck and like your dad giving you away. (sighs) And blah blah blah. There's so many traditions that are garbage. I don't know. When my sister got married my parents both walked her down the aisle. I love that. And I liked that. That's what happened when my sister yeah. got married, too. I like that. I always said if I ever did get I mean, at this point, if I ever got married, it'd probably be, like, a courthouse and then a cool party afterwards. Because, mm-hmm. like, who wants to be the, like, 38-year-old bride? Not that I think I'm getting engaged in the next year. But you know what I mean. That's I know, but why not, though? But, fair point. But, well, to me, just, like, courthouse spend the money on a like big fucking party in a castle or something. Yeah. But anyway, I always said that like back when I thought that 
a like whole ass wedding was on the table. I was like, I'm going to walk myself down the aisle because I'm a fucking disrespectful bitch to my parents who have just loved and nurtured me, who have like atoned for the troubles of the past. Like a pot, like my dad may have a complicated past. That man sat me down and apologized to me like almost 10 years ago. And I'm, st- I'm still disrespectful enough to say like, I'm going to walk myself down the aisle, but it's because I just, I, I hate the idea of like exchange of property. Yeah. Like yours, you are somebody's. I hate yeah. that. I'm like, no, I'm myself. No, like I am my we, own. We, I am myself. We belong to, a, yeah, I'm myself. it's true. We're all complimented, complicated mix of parts, but like I belong to myself. And then like, yeah. ideally like, I'm in a partnership with my partner, but yeah. nobody, no one of us is in possession of the other person. Yeah. Maybe this is a good point to transition to kids. To kids. Because talk about another thing where people want to constantly invasively ask you if you have them and why you don't have them and do you want them and why do you not want them and what's wrong with you as a woman and oh your whole purpose on earth, your whole biological purpose is to grow them and birth them and raise them and let them suck the life out of you. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, once again, I need to emphasize, I have so much respect for mothers and I actually fucking love kids. Yes. Like I, I've dedicated, uh, my career to them. Mm -hmm. I work, I mean, I've talked on here. I work as a therapist. That's one thing, but for many years, more than that. And still to this day, work in education and early childhood education policy and programming because I fucking love yes, children. Yes, I think you they're do. amazing. I just don't want them. Then that's okay. Why um, do we feel like we need to justify the not wanting them when know. they don't justify wanting them to us? I, don't know. <laughs> I, just, I do. I like, I kind of overcompensate. I think it might be just be a function of my profession. I'm constantly asked if I have children. Mm. Um, and then when I say no, like given these like, oh, these like, like hmm. yeah. And then hmm. immediately they're probably like, why? <laughs> like, and what's I, wrong with you? Yeah. And mostly I will say like it, working in policy and politics, like most of that, like the real cringy shit would come from like men, like older men who like really seemed perplexed mm-hmm. by the idea that I don't have and don't want kids, but still care about them. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe sometimes I'll get like a little side eye from a certain type of parent. Mm -hmm. Most parents aren't that way. In fact, I think most parents are like, that's fucking really cool that you don't have kids, but you care about mine. Yeah. But it just, it still come. Sure. Of course. You're in the, you're in the work. So you're going to be, yeah, people are going to assume shit. I never, Never I wanted, never had a little titch of it, like a little, a little like mm, maybe yeah. when I was like 28, 29 years old and I legit think it was just biology being mm-hmm. like, hey, bitch, you're yeah, supposed you're to reproduce. Yeah. Like just like yeah. a little just like a little scratch of like wanting kids. And then and then it went away in like six months. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, I remember being young, like 18 years old, telling my mom, I will never give you grandchildren if I could get my tubes tied. Now I would. I have an IUD for a reason. Yeah. Um, if I could have permanent birth control without fucking up my hormones and going into early menopause, I would. Like, I'm very sure. Mm. Um, it's never well, been. Well, that's good. It's never been a question, but I that's- do sometimes still, I feel like shameful about that sometimes still. Oh. It's just not something that was, I ever felt I wanted to happen or was going to happen. Yeah. And I accepted it. 
and celebrated. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. It a long time ago. I think that's amazing that it's so certain for you. Yeah. And such a like a... It's like the one thing in my life <laughs> that I know for that's sure. That's good because it takes away all the fucking like pressure and the fucking confusion, yeah. the overthinking and all of it, you know, and the what ifs, you know. For me, it's definitely still very confusing for me. Um, yeah. I, I don't have any kids. I'm 40. I know my fucking clock is like there. But, um, you know, when I was 35... I was like, when I turned 35, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is like when I'm supposed to have a fucking kid or right. or not, you know? Because well, that's what the world tells you. Yes. And whole, so yeah. I so I told Sergio, I was like, okay, should we try? Should we try? I, like, we didn't even, I wasn't even, I only did it because I was 35, right? So I was like, should we try? And then like, okay, we'll try. And I even remember like telling like my, my family that we're trying. My mom was so fucking happy and gave me a oh, hug. And God. I was just like. I just felt it inside that I was just not ready. It didn't feel authentic. No, I just felt like I was doing it because I was 35 and my time was running out. Yeah. And I was like scared because I did not want to not have that option. I see. Mm -hmm. To have that option being taken from me. I I, I still, so I was like, oh, I fucking better do it. But then like literally tried for a couple months and then I was fucking depressed that whole two months. I remember just like eating so much like, who cares? It's just gonna, I'm just gonna get big anyway. And I might as well grow my stomach now and prepare it. And (laughs) wait, I have a question. I have always wondered this when you're like trying, does that take the fun out of fucking? No, because I, I don't honestly know because okay. I wasn't really trying. Okay. So when it's just <laughs> it like, like, okay, like we have to get it in right. Like I'm sure it does. Was, okay. There's I guess some pressure there, right? Someone let, someone let me know. I don't know why I feel like I need to know that, but I just like wonder about like, but you're creating a life to, though. But I would think maybe if it was, how long are you trying for? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that has to do with it. God, that's gotta be so I mean, hard two months, too. it's like, what is yeah. that? But yeah. And honestly, I wasn't really trying and (laughs) (laughs) just not like, were you like, let's try and then like actively didn't want to have sex for two I just let him come inside me. That was it. That was the difference rather than pulling out. Yeah. That was just a big difference. But then like, and then I started thinking about it and I like even went to the doctor and she's, I was like, when do I have 
when do I have to have a baby by? And I was like, am I running out of time? She's like, no, you can have a baby as long as you can have a baby. Your body can have a baby. And I was like, okay, because I'm 35 and I don't know. And she's just like, yeah, like it's hard to ma- harder to make this decision as you get older because you realize all the shit that you're fucking giving up. You know, like you worked sure. really hard for your career and you have a home and you have money. And then now, you know, you there's a lot more that you, your life will change so yeah. much more than it would if you were younger, right? And you didn't yeah. have all those things. And so I was like, okay, fuck, you know, and then I just, again, I was super depressed. I just remember, and I was like, I don't think, um, I don't think there's a thing called prepartum depression, (laughs) (laughs) but is there, tell me if there is, because I'm joking. (laughs) I was not <laughs> for he part of depression. Yes, like, I think that's just like you're not ready to have a baby. <laughs> Both Sergio and I were like depressed. And I'm like, what are we doing? So then we so I was like, no, just, we're not doing this. Yeah. I was like, I don't feel right about this. I'm not happy about this. This is making me depressed. Yeah. This is not a way to bring a child into this world. <laughs> you know, we don't want to do this. And so we got a gym membership and we started working out. Oh, I remember and, that. Yes, yeah. we're working out a lot. <laughs> Well, I had to work off all that fucking to work preparation your, I was doing to work off your prepartum, my prepartum baby, baby weight. <laughs> oh, that was like five years ago. I I think that was the right decision for you at that time. I'm curious, like, do you feel like thinking about having a baby is still on the table, or do you are you thinking about like other ways that you can? Be oh be parents. There's so Fucking many both, ways, dude. Both. Like, okay. I am like so confused. Like even even. Still. Okay, when I get really depressed, I think about having a baby, and that's a horrible thing uh-huh. because I feel like, oh, maybe my baby will love me. Nobody else loves me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just I, I get in my fucking head. Yeah. And then I'm like, maybe I need to have a baby, or you know, um, or I've definitely thought about you know fostering children later on in life when we have like yeah. a bigger home I would love to do that Sergio works with the youth oh, right now you would be so I would love to give back that. in that way um teenagers <gasps> that's though, amazing nobody wants a teen like there's I know so I many think it's teenagers so fucked up nobody wants to like give a safe and like compassionate <sighs> home to you guys you would you two would fucking crush that I that's would be like a goal of mine because I remember as a teenager going into these fucking foster homes and I was like fuck dude nobody reached out to me nobody sat me down and talked to me or told me that I was loved or nothing like that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and and if I could offer that to a to a child now and like build them up rather than them thinking they're totally unworthy of anything anything you know like fuck dude my life would have changed a lot earlier. I probably would have graduated high school. You know, I probably would have done a lot of things. But anyway. Um, you did those things. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But you did them. I did. Don't undercut yourself. Um, but it's just, so yeah, I do think about having kids down, like obsessed with how old people are. when they. How old is she? Was she 43? Okay, I still have time. She's 43. I still have time to have a kid. <laughs> because I've always wanted to like. Yeah. Know what it felt like to like give birth. Oh, Why? <laughs> Okay, sorry. I know this is gonna like because make people mad at me. I think this oh it's a miracle. <laughs> it is. It is a miracle. It is an amazing thing that our bodies can do. Um but I remember 
watching the miracle of birth. Oh, me too. And going, no, 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 never, never. Oh my gosh. And then I don't, God, my aunt told me if you ever get pregnant and, and I was young when she told me this, she's like, if you ever get pregnant and your mom tells you to have the baby natural because it's not that bad and it makes you feel like a woman. Do not listen to her because that shit hurts oh so God. bad. And then she went on to like very graphically describe her childbirth oh, to me. Shit. And so I had already watched the miracle of birth. Weirdly, like with this aunt, maybe this aunt never wanted me to have children. Because she <laughs> went out of her way to traumatize me childbirth. <laughs> miracle of birth, horrible, hated it, made me want to never have kids. Um, and then that story. And then I remember asking my mom once. Um, she was in a horrible car accident like 13 years ago, almost killed her, lived through a lot of pain. And um, we got really good at the like smiley face to sad face pain scale, oh, like yeah. the zero yeah. to 10. Mm-hmm. And I remember once asking her, so like, now that you know what like an actual like 10 is, like, like a 10, how painful is it to have kids? And she's like, oh, it's a 10. But then you have a baby afterwards. <laughs> so That's what they all say. So they all you forget say. about the pain. But, so, I mean, I don't know. Yes, I actually, I mean, I've watched a baby be born in real life. Yeah, not on too. a fucking gross video from the fucking 80s. <laughs> and it was a goddamn miracle. Yeah. And I cried. It was incredible. Um, so, I'm not, like, trying to talk shit about having a baby, but... Like the actual act. I know, of it. it's crazy. But it most definitely freaks me out. And I just, I, I mean, I just think that's a sign that like I was never meant to be a mother because I'm like, the idea of it makes me want to hug myself and rock back and forth. Um, <laughs> I've always wanted you to do wanna it naturally. Know what it's like, yeah. I was like, the same way she wants to know what it feels like to be I want to know what it's exactly what I said. I want to know what it feels like to push a life out of me. And um, like, even when I'm like on the fence about having a child, I'm like, I would totally be a surrogate, you know? And I know you're supposed to have a kid before you have. You can be a surrogate probably because they're like, you might steal the baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's your first baby. You might take it. Um, But I just want to know. I'm probably sure there is one. (laughs) The surrogate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's interesting. So you want to know what it's like to create life. Yeah. I mean, I've been pregnant before. Right. Um, That's true. I was 17. Different circumstances. um, And I did not. No, it and I did not want it, and I didn't made the right, it. and I didn't have it. I made the right choice not to have it. Otherwise, I'd have a fucking twenty-three-year-old right now, which is insane. That's wild. It's insane. <laughs> I can't even think about that. Considering my sister's dating like a twenty-two-year-old, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, I'd have a twenty-three-year-old child. And you made you absolutely um, made the right call. Yeah, no, I did. So I know what it feels like to have a life inside of me. Um, I guess. Um, but it's, it's the more of like growing the life and like pushing it out my vagina. Well, maybe you still will. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Or maybe I won't. I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll find out. I don't know. You know, it's, it's a hard, it's still a hard place for me to be. And I think it's, it's a lot to do to, you know, what I feel Okay, I'm going to bring up another fucking Netflix show, y'all. Have you seen Firefly Lane? It's new right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's two besties and one had a bit had, you know, marriage and kids and one went off and did like a career and single and no kids, no marriage. 
And I just totally resonated with the one with no kids and no marriage, obviously. And when she was there seeing her bestie have a kid having the baby and then seeing their little family, she's just looked so sad and like, mm. so like felt immediately like I could only relate to what I feel like, you know, if, like left out or, um, you know, not having a family of my own or you just feel kind of lonely, you yeah. know? Or sometimes um, left behind. Like I Left remember, behind. Yes. Yeah, not left out. Left behind. Yeah. Like yes. I, I remember reading this essay once. Um, I will link it in the show notes. It was on Jezebel back when Jezebel was good um, by this really great writer talking about like when marriage and kids don't happen. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Uh, and she was like our age at the time she wrote it. And. It wasn't that she never wanted those things. They just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But the way she described the feeling is like the feeling when you stay too long at the party. Yeah. And I like, I sort of, I don't fully resonate with that, but I, I do kind of get it. Like, yeah. it's just that feeling of like, um, sometimes you can wind up feeling just really left behind or unimportant. And it's like, of course, you're still important. Your friend is just trying to keep or another human or your sister, right? Yeah. They're just trying to keep another human being alive. It's not on purpose, but you can right. still sort of feel like on the outside looking in. Yeah. And it's a weird experience because I've felt that before, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm on the outside looking in at a life I don't want for myself, but I still feel something. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I'm lucky that like most, like my, my, best friends except for my friend Alexis and my friend Susan don't have kids so I don't I feel like I'm like yeah oh, haven't felt left but behind once your that siblings way. have I know well god please lord let my sister have a baby yes because she wants it so bad yeah um, yeah so once they do or yeah what, it'll um, change for sure it's a it's a whole feeling yeah it's a whole feeling of like you know they have their family and you're not part of that family. It's like, right. it's just, it's shitty sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's like definition of family. Like you and Serge are a family. No, I know. We have our little Leo and but things, it's but it's not, just different. Yeah. It's just different. It and I just totally related to to her today in yeah. the show. And I was just like, fuck, Tully, Tully, whatever her name is. And I think probably like, I don't know, moms let us know because I'm sure on the other side, I've like, I've heard that motherhood is really isolating. It would be interesting for us yeah. to like talk Either to Either way, it's isolating, I feel like. And if we and could it's like. It's like we get no bridge, wins right? as, a women, as women. Like we I don't know. ever get to have a fucking win. No. But if we can bridge these. Yeah two together because I feel like either way you could feel isolated, whether you yeah. are the one you are the mother with the baby or you're, you're, you don't have a baby and you're fucking alone. Yeah. <laughs> and I know what's hard, I guess maybe just to like sort of think about as we like wind down. What I think sucks is that women with children and women without children are like pit against each other. Mm-hmm. And then even moms, Mothers who stay home and mothers who work outside the home are pit against yeah. each other. Like, there's just all of these ways that, like, we are, like, set up to fight with each other. Like, I don't think that, like, men with children and men without children spend very much time going at each other's throats about their choices. Right. But for some how they raise their kids. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, even with motherhood, like, the New York Times just did a whole series on, like, working moms during COVID. Mm -hmm. And then there's this whole brigade of like stay at home moms, which is, or 
everyone, I guess, is right now, mothers who don't work outside the home mm-hmm. coming at the moms that do work. And it's just like, oh my all, gosh. Which, messy. like, I should not, I'm like, should really tread lightly here since I'm I know we are not things. mothers, but. <laughs> but what I notice in that is like, it's the same feeling I get where like women who are child free and women who have children like go at each other too in these like gnarly, like shitty ways where it's like, yeah. like actually have to like fight about this. And like, what if we didn't? And what if we realized like it's ice, like being a human being is isolating as yeah. fuck. Yeah. And like, there's just different ways that isolation happen. Totally. But yeah, I mean, I do, I connect with your feeling of being like, did I stay too long at the party? Am I yeah. like getting left behind here? Yeah. Cause this isn't a choice that I've decided to make. And like, I don't know where do, where do I get to fit as I like move out of my thirties and into my forties. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if like bars are ever a thing again. Like there were times our lifestyle, our lifestyle just totally got uprooted. Like I am going to, I am going to look like the lady that stayed too long at the party. (laughs) It's going to be like, bitch, everyone here is 22. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to still rock a belly shirt. I'm like, I can still wear this leather skirt and you can't stop me. But you know, I don't know. And that is seen as sad. Mm -hmm. I know. And, Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It's I, not. I still have fun. I don't think it's sad. I think it's fucking I awesome. Think it's fun. I think it's fun. I say whatever the where the, whatever the fuck you want. JLo is like my fucking like goals right there because True. I appreciate that she's still showing her body. She hasn't changed because she's 50. She's and Gwen Stefani, all of them are like yeah. my fucking like, thank you. Thank you. Like, so I know I'm 40, but whatever that means, I don't fucking even know. <laughs> like age is really whatever it is, yeah. you know. Um, so do you want to share some pearls of wisdom? Yeah. God, I think, I don't know that I have like deep wisdom on this. I think what I will say is if you don't have the trappings of like the quote unquote ideal life, if you don't have a partner you're married to, if you don't have children or whatever, it doesn't say anything about who you are mm-hmm. or like your value mm-hmm. as a human being. Like you're enough, just you. Everything else is just like added delight, mm-hmm. like added fun. It's okay to stand as a person, to stand as a woman in your own right by yourself. Um, you don't need a ring to prove that you're like, allowed to exist. You don't need a child to prove that you've accomplished something. Totally. I'm not, again, I feel like I need to say, I'm not saying that people have kids to prove something or get married to prove something, but it's more just like for those of us that have to like stand in the face of society's judgment for like not. choosing a different, mm-hmm. to choosing to watch, walk a different path. Mm-hmm. Like that's totally valid and cool. And I'm proud of you mm-hmm. and you can come crack a claw with us if you Fuck feel yes. sad yes um definitely i mean i definitely think that the pearl of wisdom is you know if you're looking for somebody to fucking change your life to fucking make you happy i mean look in the fucking mirror look you know in the mirror. because no matter if you're married no matter if you have a child no matter what they are not there to fulfill what something inside of you you know you are so worthy of just being here you are so worthy of that of being here uh, you're worthy, you're deserving of love, you are love. Um, so focus on giving love rather than the receiving love, because I guarantee once you start giving that love out, um, it's going to come back to you. So 
um, change that thought process around. Um, you know, if you're out, if you are single and you're looking, you know, just, just focus on giving and what you're grateful for. And, you know, it's all about sending out those good vibes and, um, and if you have children, if you don't have children, I think whatever you choose is totally your body. It's your choice. It's your life. You don't have to explain yourself or justify yourself to anybody as long as you are happy with your choices and with yourself. Yep. And hey, for any um old white men over 50 who might be listening, which is zero of you, but just in case, <laughs> just in case, stop asking women if they have fucking kids. Yes, please. All of you guys, stop asking us. None of your business. I appreciate it. There's more to us than kids and husbands and wives, all right? There's so much more to ask. Okay. Okay, bye. Also, rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us. After we just yelled at you. Uh, But you can find us on Instagram if you still are hanging out with us after this. (laughs) Uh, uh, Where can they find us? Instagram. Follow us there. DM us. Shh. At wait at shh, don't talk podcast, and then you can email us at info at don't talk dot com. Yes, buddy. So we have episodes every Tuesday. Um, so thanks for hanging out with us tonight, and we, love you. we do love you. Just stop asking us your shitty questions. Thank you. We'd appreciate.